Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. everybody welcome welcome everybody into the overreaction buffalo sports show post game show on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network brought to you by the market dominator it is so good to have every single one of you with me my name is joe miller i'm the voice of this here show this program if it were you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired i know a lot of you watch me on facebook uh but uh, the place to be for these live shows the place to be is over on youtube we are super chat live do me a favor whatever platform you are consuming this vidcast podcast on whether you're watching me live right now please like uh so if you are on youtube that's the thumbs up button of which the commenters were just going back and forth about who got the first like uh unfortunately there's not very many likes in general right now so please go over there hit that thumbs up button facebook hit the thumbs up button twitter x whatever hit that thumbs up button if you're on twitter or x jump over to youtube because that's where all the fun is the over uh the overreaction buffalo show uh on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network so make sure you, you go to buffalo rumblings and subscribe there subscribe to the buffalo rumblings channel so you can get all the awesome content that we are pouring out, but uh, we are Super Chat Live, as I said. Uh, this is a recording of a podcast. Um, I'm not ignoring the comment section. I love my Bills Mafia fam. I love all you guys. Uh, if you want to get my attention, if you got a question for me or a comment, uh, something in reference to something I'm saying, just throw a Super Chat in there, and uh, I'll see it. It doesn't have to be big dollars or anything like that. It just glows on my screen, so it just gets my attention, if you will. But uh, <clears throat> it's good to be here with you guys. It, you know, all is right with the world. It's Sunday. It's post game. I've got a glass of bourbon and the Buffalo Bills won. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else we can ask for besides that. But uh, as we always like to say, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me right now live, let me just say one more time welcome. Welcome. Good to have you. Before we get to, uh, we're, we're going to talk about everything that happened today. Uh, before we get to Mattis, as I always say, uh, started, let's hear from our show sponsor, The Market Dominator. Hey, Bills Mafia, John Spass, Jack and Scott Cantillo is here. The Market Dominator is the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Podcast by our good friend, Joe Miller. And listen, I'm wearing the Knox jersey. Scott's wearing the white jersey. They're both on injury reserve. They're broken, right? Bad news. But the good news is the market dominators are not broken. Bills Mafia, if you want to learn how to win and succeed in this real estate market and work with a true pro real estate team, I want to encourage you today to contact us at 716-570-3298. We will show you how we educate, how we advocate, how we negotiate, and how we dominate. That's awesome. New videos from the Market Dominator team. If you are in the market to buy or sell a house, please do what uh, I did, what me and my wife did. Call John Spaz, check in Scott Catillus, the Market Dominator team at uh, 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. Happy days are here again. And let me just be the first, if no one has done it, let me be the first to say happy Victory Monday. Happy Victory Tuesday, happy Victory Wednesday, and by God, happy Victory Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> oh, happy victory Thanksgiving. We have our our first super chat, super chat from Elliot. My guy, Elliot. Uh, if you're not familiar with Elliot, Elliot lives down south. He lives in Florida. And he is a, a drummer percussionist in a pretty dope band down there. So me and Elliot, we go way back. But he says, uh, I love your uh, butter voice or buttery voice. Uh, go Bills. Elliot, I love you too, man. So one of these days, uh, we're going to have to connect. We're going to have to meet. Uh, we haven't officially met yet, uh, but Elliot, thank you so much, and I appreciate you, bro, more than you know. But it is good to, it's good to, uh, it's good to be able to sit here and wish all of my Bills Mafia family uh, happy Victory Monday. Uh, you know, and the, the funny part about it being Victory Monday, especially after this game, is, you know, Ken Dorsey, regardless of how you felt about him, and I'm not necessarily going to get too much into the fact that he is gone or why he is gone or if it you know was indeed important that he took the fall or was the fall guy. But all we know is that Ken Dorsey is gone. However, the delayed inside handoff from the shotgun still lives. It lives on, ladies and gentlemen. So it is still here with us two, three, maybe four times a game, getting almost zero yards. So thank God Ken Dorsey is gone. But thank God we still have the, uh, the delayed inside handoff from the shotgun. <laughs> And that is me being, being incredibly sarcastic in this show because my dad's sitting next to me and he's like, why do they keep doing that? And I'm like, the the world wants to know, Pops. The world wants to know. But uh, I absolutely needed this win. Uh, I needed the Bills to win. I did not want to spend the holiday Thanksgiving and all of Thanksgiving being asked what's wrong with this football team. So uh, much like you, I'm sure we're all in the same boat uh, thank God the Buffalo Bills pulled this out. So I got another super chat from Peyton, my guy Peyton, who was also in Florida. He said the Jets did it. They just ended the suffering for us. I added the force. He just said they just ended the, su the suffering. But uh, Peyton, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for the super chat. Yes, you are correct. The, uh, the Jets absolutely did it. Uh, the Bills did it as well. It was a little bit of a brisk night, probably not like in Florida. Uh, here in Buffalo, despite what was being reported, um, it was not overly windy. It was not windy in Buffalo. I know that it was windy during the day a little bit, but in the stadium, uh, in on around the stadium, including on the field, there was virtually no wind. Well, you guys are uh, super chatting. Yeah, this is my buddy, Nick Marsochi. Nick, it's good to have you a part of the show. Appreciate you. He said, petition for 41's nickname to be the tone setter. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I've got it actually in my notes later. So Reggie, he's talking about Reggie Gilliam specifically. It's a great, uh, it's a great comment, Nick. And thank you for the super chat. Uh, Reggie was in church today and he walked by me and I said, yo, Reggie. And he looked at me with a big smile and, and I was like, fullbacks matter, bro. He's like, yes, they do. And, he, and then he kept walking to pick up his kid from kids church. But uh, yeah, Reggie set the tone for this football game and I like it. I think we should absolutely petition. Maybe, I know there's t-shirts out there that, that, they say Reggie F and Gilliam. I know there's t-shirts out there from uh, Kate uh, who I think the fullbacks matter is another one. You know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to a, 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 a tone setter t-shirt. If anybody is out there making t-shirts, I tried the t-shirt route. I tried doing some stuff, um, but y'all didn't buy them. So here we are. <laughs> of course, wildest dreams land. I'm not ready to say wildest dreams land are here again. Cause they're not maybe soon. A couple more weeks. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, it, it uh, absolutely was a brisk night Brisk night in, in uh, Buffalo, New York. Uh, great night for football, great day for football. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, as you all know, came into this game five and four, and we all pretty much were in the same boat. They've got to win out to make the playoffs, right? It, it pro there's probably a scenario where they don't have to win out necessarily, but I think that that's effectively where we all were, right? That they need to win out to make the playoffs. At least that's where we're going to kind of hang our hat until we know we're in. Until then, the Bills are in control of their own destiny, and they're looking up at everybody else. Pardon me while I take a sip. Um, we're going to take a look at the, some of the results around the league uh, today during the show, just briefly, and we're probably going to commit some time uh, for the rest of this year, every week, to taking a look at what's happening around the AFC East as well as the AFC as a whole just so we can kind of keep a good synopsis on where we are week to week with the expectation that the Buffalo Bills are going to get this thing fixed, get it righted, start winning some football games, and hopefully hopefully have some things go our way uh, around the league just in general. Uh, as for this game, you know, the Bills put down a New York Jets team 
uh, 32-6 to in a game that probably wasn't as close as the score even sounds to move to 6-5. and five. Uh, It's important, if you have not heard yet, that this is the most points that a team has scored on this New York Jets defense, 32. Uh, and, you know, the Buffalo Bills, they did what a playoff team is supposed to do. They beat an inferior opponent. And make no mistake, the Jets are not a good football team. They've got a great defense. They've got a very good wide receiver. They've got a, a running back in Brees Hall that the Buffalo Bills seem to lose track of every single time they play him. Uh, but they're not a great football team. Zach Wilson is just bad. He's just not a good quarterback. Uh, you got to wonder what their season may or may not have looked like with Aaron Rodgers if he had stayed healthy. Yes, the Jets have been a little bit of trouble for some teams. But for the most part, the Bills did what they're supposed to do. Uh, they they did not play down to their opponent. Um, we don't have to hear this week about how teams, the Jets, gave them their all because, you know, they run, you know, for the 430 game national window, Romo and Nance, and wanted to show the world what they had against the Bills. The Bills went in there, well, went into our own stadium, brought the Jets in, and basically just curb stomped them. Uh, but you got to wonder, right? I mean, you, you've got to, you got, you watch a football game like that. The Broncos are on TV right now. Some of the other games that were out there, and you just got to wonder what the Bills' record could be, right? What what would the Bills' record be right now? Or could they be seven and three, right? Could they be eight and two in first place of the division? Um, you don't have to think about it long. It's just it's not where we are, right? It's just fam. It's just not where we are. So, um, but the Jets coming into this football game, you know, they're four and five, uh, and like I said, they've been trouble for some teams. Um, one of the best defenses in the league. I think they're third. Are they third in passing or third overall? They're just really, really, really hard to play against. Uh, but again, Zach Wilson kind of being the bane of the existence for that football team. I don't know. I don't know how that kid's an NFL quarterback, to be honest with you. And I don't know how Robert Sala continues to stick with him. And he benched him in this football game again. And you got to wonder if he's going to come out tomorrow and be like, Zach Wilson, Wilson is our quarterback. I don't know. I don't know how long they can keep this going. I mean, there's a, there's a moment where you got to wonder if the third string guy, I don't know his name, number seven, uh, they just feel like there's no confidence at all in him, but there's a lot of backups playing in the NFL. There's a lot of guys that are trying to make jobs for themselves. I just don't know. I don't know where this road goes for Zach Wilson. This isn't a situation of a situation of like, you know, uh, things are better in another city. Greener pastures are out there. He's just not good. He's just not a good quarterback. And it, it bewilders you on how the Buffalo Bills lost to him week one. Uh, yeah, it just is what it is. But uh, the Dolphins did, however, win again, uh, beating the Jets, put the Jets firmly in third place in the AFC uh, East. The Dolphins won today, beating the Raiders, moving to 7-3. and three. One game, still one game ahead of the Buffalo Bills. Our conversations are so different right now. The teeter that totters feels so different right now if the Buffalo Bills had beat the Denver Broncos last week. If the, if the Bills had beaten the Denver Broncos, we would be 7-3, and three. Or I'm sorry, seven and four right now. Seven and three, seven and four. Yeah, seven and four right now. Uh, and we would be in first place to the AFC, uh, AFC East rather. Um, you know, with the Dolphins, you know, a half game behind us, nipping at our heels a little bit. You're still in a position where you've got to win every single game you can win because the Dolphins are coming hard and charging. But at the end of the day, they dug this hole. We dug this hole for ourselves, right? And there's a hole inside the hole because all of our losses have come against AFC teams, but. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, the Buffalo Bills in this football game. I feel like, um, excuse me, I feel like they got lucky early and in a good way, right? Um, so many times this season, bounces have just not gone our way. Tip balls have not gone our, gone our way. Even on the Jordan Poyer interception that was called back, you know, to see a ball get tipped up and for one of our guys to come down with it was great. But, you know, Reggie Early, or Reggie Early, Re Reggie Gilliam, set, I tried to say t set the tone early. Uh, Reggie Gilliam, as we've already talked about in the comments section, set the tone early first, like on the kickoff, came down and just thumped his guy, thumped the ball carrier, um, which was freaking fantastic. Fumble and the Bills, you know, four plays, kick a field goal. But regardless, you know, they, they came out hot, they came out hard. 
and uh, they took the lead early in this game. You know, but that wasn't just the the only kind of spot where the Bills were not getting lucky, but like where the ball was bouncing their way uh, in the second drive that the Buffalo Bills had. Stephon Diggs fumbled the football, had the ball stripped out of his arms, and the ball consequently like immediately shot out of bounds. And it was he was probably what ten yards, eight ten yards from the sideline, and the ball went out of bounds. It was just it was a very much a from the stands from the stadium. I sat there going, oh, he had to be down. <laughs> so I wasn't too overly worried about it. Uh, and 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 then when they showed the replay, he was clearly not down. And then it's like, oh, we got away with one there. So that was freaking fantastic. But, uh, you know, the Bills got up early with two field goals. Uh, the first drive on a short field, second drive, 14 plays, 58 yards in that second drive. The Bills, I don't want to say that they had their way with the Jets. And I don't want to. I don't want to go as far as to say that you know everything was working. It wasn't one of those games. There were still. You could still see that there were some bumps. Right. There were some bumps in this offense. Uh, there were some things that they were still trying to work out, trying to figure out what does work. Again, the inside shotgun handoff, delayed handoff. They were still trying that stupid play. I don't know why they don't fire that play into the sun, uh, but it's still hanging out there. But they went field goal, field goal, field goal, punt, touchdown, interception in the first half of this football game, which is, it's a, when you consider all things considered and that interception, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, if, if you take the interception off the board, field goal, field goal, field goal, punt, touchdown. That is, that is the way the Buffalo Bills want and need to start. Aside from the fact that, it, you know, you'd like to have seven points instead of threes on some of those field goals. I'm not saying that they got to go TD, 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 punt, TD, but you know, field goal, touchdown, field goal, right? Touchdown, field goal, field goal. Field goal, field goal, touchdown, right? I mean, it'd be nice to get seven a little more often, but we'll take it. With what we've watched, with what we've witnessed over the last several weeks of football, it was great to see an offense that was confident. It was great to see an offense that was balanced. Um, it was great to see an offense that, you know, dare I say, was playing complimentary football um, to, to, to make uh, Sean McDermott smile and all of Bill's Mafia cringe. Um, it was just really good to see them kind of get a little bit of that swagger back. It wasn't a, what I would call a full onslaught of energy. There were times in this game where the bills lacked energy on offense, in my opinion. And one of those was a key point, a key moment we'll talk about in a second, but, uh, all in all, you've got to be happy with what you saw from this offense today. You've got to be happy with what you saw from Josh Allen. Uh, you've got to be happy with what you saw from Dalton Kincaid, James Cook, uh, Latavius Murray, uh, Ty Johnson, the new young guy. Uh, they just, the offensive line, they just looked good. There's Khalil Shakir had a freaking fantastic football game. Uh, yeah, all good stuff from this, from this offense, you know, and to do it against a very, very, very good defense. The Jets are just one of those teams. Not that the Dolphins and the Patriots, Patriots aren't similar to me, but even knowing that we're going to be playing the Eagles, knowing that we're going to be playing the Chiefs, knowing that we're going to be playing the Cowboys, the Jets scare me more than those three teams because there's just something about the way they play against us. There's something about the way they've got our number. There's something about the way that we match up against them that it just more times than not, it just doesn't go our way. They, they've been Josh Allen kryptonite. Wearing green is the proper color for that football team because they've been Josh Allen kryptonite for a very long time. Last couple of years, at least going back to the 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 no punt all field goal game, it's just been one of those teams that Josh has had a really really hard time against. Alas, dub, big dubs, big dubs in this football game. Uh, again, balanced early versus the pass, uh, run versus the pass, uh, pretty much all through the game. There were times when you could see that uh, Joe Brady was committing to the run, which was great. Uh, Dalton Kincaid was open, pretty much all day in the first half and then they clamped down on him on on him just a little bit more in the second half and then he got he got shook up a little bit he got his he got it he got his bell rung he got rocked a little bit in the second half immediately went off the field and um kind of vanished a little, little bit after that but just a quick couple things for me uh in that first half a quick couple things and i you know i i'm not going to i'm not going to hover on i'm not going to hang around the negative right it was a good football game right we 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 uh we don't have our swagger all the way back. The monkey's not off our back. We've got a lot of work to do as a football team, but just a couple things, right? A couple things for me. It's fourth and two. 
in the first half, fourth and two. Ball in the 15. Kick field goal. At this point, the Buffalo Bills offense is, I'm going to use the phrase, moving the ball pretty much at will. Yes, I believe we pot. No, we had not punted yet. Um, There were some hitches. It wasn't like smooth sailing. It wasn't like everything in the arsenal was working. It wasn't Bills versus Rams week one, 2022 type offensive. It wasn't a no punt. It wasn't Bills versus Patriots in the playoff game in the, in the minus whatever five degree game. It wasn't like it was like all smooth sailing, but the Bills were moving the ball pretty much at will. And so at that point in the game, right? Fourth and two, ball in the 15, kick a field goal. Now, I don't know what Sean McDermott was thinking there because the Buffalo Bills defense was also smothering the Jets' offense. At that point of the football game, the Jets' offense had seven total yards. Seven. Seven total yards. I believe they had what they have. Uh, it was minus, uh, it was like minus two yards passing and nine yards rushing, seven total yards. And by six minutes left in the first half, that number had actually gone down to zero total yards after that field goal on fourth and two from the 15, just wildly perplexing. And then there was another time in the, in the game. And I don't remember, I can pull up the play by play, where the, it was a it was like fourth and four or something like that, or maybe it was fourth and two from the 48 or the 45, and the Bills went for it and got it. But I just, th- this was a moment for me where like you, the amount of energy that you could give your football team, the amount of confidence that you could build back to your offense as a head coach, the amount of opportunity that you had to basically say, I see you guys. I see the work you did this week. Um, I see your response, right? Let's go out there and let's get this thing. Instead, we're going to kick a field goal. It's just odd. Super odd. And then another one of those moments was after the touchdown, not going for two. To make it a three-possession football game to go up, instead of going up by 16, going up by 17. And as much as I know that's potentially for some people splitting hairs, three possessions is a big deal. Three possessions is a big deal, especially, you know, when you're you're talking about a football team that, has a tendency to let teams hang around a little bit. There's just, there's things that you can do, little things as a head coach, little things as a team, little things as a coaching staff that you can do to help yourself and help your team. And I I just feel like those were kind of two of those moments. And then on the last drive, we talked about energy, that the energy wasn't there, in my opinion, for the whole, I was at the game. And I don't know how it translated to television, but there was moments in this game where it just felt like the air kind of had left the stadium and, and like, all the momentum that the offense kind of was carrying was gone. One of those was the last drive for the Buffalo Bills offense. There was just there was just a, an incredible lack of energy from the guys on the field, from the play calls, from the guys on the field. There was 45 seconds left when they got the ball. I don't remember exactly where they were, 25, 30, 35. It doesn't really make a difference. One, two plays, right? You get those first two plays kind of out of the box, and then you kind of see where it goes from there. And what good football teams do, good, what good football teams do in moments like that is they run that first play, they run that second play. If it gets them where they want to go, then they press, right? They they rush down the football field and they try to score. If they don't, good football teams, generally at that point, kneel on the football. We got a big lead. We know we just gave up some points, but those points were just kind of like, Trash yards, uh, fake field goal, penalties, and some other stuff like that. It is what, and they missed the extra point. The other team did. The Jets, the Jets did. So we're just going to take, <laughs> we're going to take that little bit of a kind of, <clears throat> sorry, that counter punch that they gave us. We're just going to take it in the locker room. Not a big deal. Not worried about it. We're just going to kneel on it instead. Instead, excuse me, coughed off mic. Sorry about that. Instead, what the Buffalo Bills do. The second-to-last play on that drive with seven seconds left, Josh Allen scrambles, like runs. It's like a, I don't know if it was a design run play or if it was something he just put. Where is he going to go in seven seconds? He's not probably going to rush the ball into field goal territory in seven seconds. The best thing you hope for there is that he potentially runs the clock out, maybe, but then he goes down and they call a timeout with two seconds left on the clock. 
And the very next play, I'm yelling, and I've, there were people on Twitter that were like, oh, sure, you were calling for him to kneel on the ball. I'm yelling from the stands, like, kneel on the football, kneel on the ball. Let's just go to the half. But they attempt to Hail Mary pass, of which Josh Allen has to break out to his left, trips a little bit, throws the ball back across his body. Again, the wind was not a factor in this moment. The wind was also not a factor in Tyler Bass's missed field goal. There was no wind in the stadium. I've got pictures I can send you to prove it. Pictures of the flags on the goalpost, pictures of the flags at the top of the stadium. There was barely any wind. <clears throat> it would kick up momentarily and not even like to a stiff breeze. It would just kind of like blow a little bit. It wasn't that big of a deal. Throws the ball down. It gets intercepted. And the dude returns the football. What was it? 40 yards? 45 yards? And now, I'm not saying that it was a moment of like all of our hearts were beating out of our chest, but it was just incredibly unnecessary. It was untimely. It was unnecessary. And it it just didn't make sense. And I, I know that some of you out there, some of the mafia, some of the people listening to my voice is like, well, I'd rather they at least try something. What if they throw it down there and get a pass interference call? Not going to happen. What do we know about Hail Marys? What do we know from the Buffalo Bills and Hail Marys? Where basically the Bills defenders tackled guys in the end zone and let the ball hit the ground. They're not going to call it. Especially that garbage officiating crew. And if they did call it, they'd probably stop the next play and say after further review, there was no pass interference. <sighs> I digress. Um, I'm going to talk about the refs here in a little bit. It was just the refs were awful like not not due to causing a win or a loss they were just incredibly inconsistent and just terrible they were they were horrible they just the team lacked energy at times that was one of the times but those were three things for me that just didn't make sense like i just didn't understand what was happening there was from a coaching standpoint, there was an opportunity for the Bills coaches to almost help their guys. In two of the cases, help them. And then in the last case with the interception, help keep from hurting them. And it was interesting to me as well in Sean McDermott's post-game press conference. He said that interception at the end of the first half that never should have happened. Which I thought was very telling. <clears throat> now there's a lot of conversation around how much control, how involved Sean McDermott is in the offense, in the defense. We know that he's calling the defense. He's the defensive coordinator, but, but it's special. Like, how much control does he have? And then comments like that one from him in the postgame pressers come up. Or in just his pressers in general. That interception at the end of the half that never should have happened. He's not saying that interception at the end of the half that those guys never should have caught and picked off. He's not saying that somehow one of our receivers should have caught it. The receiver was there. Uh, it's, he's not saying that there was a penalty and like a penalty should have been called. It never should have been an interception. What he's saying is, is that play never should have been called and that play never should have even been attempted to be executed. So that makes me wonder, where was he when the play call went in with two seconds to go? The play call goes in, and it's anything but Josh Allen kneel down on the ball, right? Yeah, just take the snap, kneel down on the ball, victory formation. If, if I mean, and I know that he can't call a timeout at that point, so it kind of maybe that's what happened. Maybe it was they called the timeout two yards. I don't know. I'm still, I mean, total speculation. And of course, it doesn't come up in the post game presser because none of those guys ask those questions. Like what? Like I said. <clears throat> Real question. That's a real question. What were you thinking? Coach, you just said, <coughs> I don't know why all of a sudden I'm going to scratch in the back of my throat. I'm sorry. Coach, you just said that end of the half interception that never should have happened. So what was the thinking there when it's, there's two seconds left, right? In the half, you're up by whatever you were up by at that point in time. What is, what is, what, what, what was the thought in that, in that play call? Maybe he would have answered the question. Maybe he wouldn't. It was just strange to me. But coming into the second half, the Bills get the football the football again. They go eight plays, 75 yards. Uh, score a touchdown on a fourth and one screen pass to Ty Johnson, who took the football 28 yards down the uh, <laughs> on fourth down. 
to score to get it in the end zone. And uh, the stadium was electric at that point just to see a guy that everybody's like, who's that guy? <laughs> really fast, tiptoeing the sideline as he's making his way down the field on fourth and one. It was a great play. It was a great play call. They executed it. The Bills offense executed it perfectly. And that young man uh, got the football in his hands and and went to work. And uh, base, not that there was no looking back at that point. They, they, the game was already out of reach for the Jets. Obviously, the Jets only scored one touchdown, six points, with a missed PAT. But that 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 was pretty much the moment where my sigh of relief came. The exhale came. Okay, this game is over, right? It's like, oh, this game is over. We're going to go back up by three possessions. <laughs> And then Tyler Bass misses the point after attempt, and we're only up by two possessions. Damn it! <laughs> what? What in the world is happening? This team, my goodness, this team. Listen, you know the Buffalo Bills were in control of this football game the whole way. So please don't misunderstand. <laughs> in control of this game the whole from the opening kickoff when Reggie destroyed that dude and caused the fumble and set the tone to Nick's point in control. But I just needed them to, I needed to see, I was at the point where I needed to see them put the jets away. Not that they weren't going to put them away later in the game. Cause they did, but I was just eager to see the bills impose. We've talked about that word a lot on this show over the last couple of years. We needed to see the Buffalo bills impose their will on them as soon as possible in every waking moment, it's an inferior team. They're on the ropes. <clears throat> You're playing very good against them offensively and defensively. They had several chance to, chances to do it. They just couldn't. And it was, there was just one more moment. And I just remember sitting there like this team, this team, man, this is what they do. We're up two possessions, 16 points. We let these teams hang around bad teams, bad football teams hang around. It's early in the third quarter. Luckily, it didn't happen. Didn't go down that way this time, fam. Didn't go down this way or that way. And I'll be honest with you, you know, when you look at what the Bills have done collectively over the last, we'll say over this season, because there's been high points, a, a couple high points, Dolphins game, Washington game, right? Raiders game. Been a lot of low points. Giants game, even in a W, Denver game, like just a lot of just bleh, the first Jets game. Writing what is wrong sometimes takes time, right? I'm going to say that again. Writing what was wrong sometimes takes takes time. It's not a matter of we swapped out one dude, Brady, Dorsey for Brady, Brady, Brady for Dorsey. <coughs> and once we swapped him out, it was like magic. Oof, everything is different. The world is better. The offense is like back to 2020 when Josh Allen was a freaking monster with Brian Dable. That's just, sometimes that's not the reality. That's not the story that gets written. This was a very, very large step in the right direction, in my opinion. But sometimes writing the wrong takes a little bit of time. And this was some time that we needed to take. And I'm very much good with that. In the end, the Buffalo Bills did <clears throat> exactly what they needed to do. The offense executed very well. Josh Allen played, dare I say, great, aside from one interception. Sure, he didn't complete every pass that he threw, but he played very well. The Buffalo Bills had to fight the officials the whole entire game. Who I swear to you, I have never heard, after further review, without an actual review, more times on plays in my entire life. They must have said, after further review, the play has been changed. Six times? Seven times without actually reviewing plays after further review. They did it twice on ineligible man downfield calls, which I'm under the impression that once you throw that flag, you call the penalty, ineligible receiver, or yeah, ineligible receiver downfield, blah, 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 five-yard penalty, repeat second down. Set the ball down, get everything lined up, blow the whistle, run back in. After further review, there was no ineligible receiver downfield. Well, you already called it. Normally when you, not review, but when you reverse that call, you pick up the flag and you say, 
there was no penalty for ineligible receiver downfield. You don't throw the flag, make the call, and then reverse it after further review. You can't review a penalty that way. Like, never seen that in my life. Saw it twice. I've also never seen intentional grounding on a quarterback who throws the ball 35 yards downfield and basically <laughs> has a misread or miscommunication between him and his wide receiver. But the refs were an absolute clown show in this football game. And I'm not going to harbor, I'm not going to hang out here just so you guys know, but a clown show. <clears throat> on the Poyer interception, we talked about this a minute ago. Jordan Poyer catches, whatever, catches the football. Stadium goes crazy. They celebrate, yada, yada, yada. Offense is on the field. They set the ball. They placed the ball, right? They placed the ball for the next, for the next snap, for the first bill, the Bills' first offensive snap, post-interception. Blow the whistle to stop the play. The line judges come in to stop the play. The referee turns his microphone on. Bang, his microphone's on. And the referee says on a hot mic, they've already confirmed this play to me. <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught that at home. Literally in the stadium, hot mic, the referees, he's running over to the other refs. They've already confirmed this play to me. New York had already called him, told him, however that technology and communication works, New York had already told him, confirmed, it's an interception, it's a takeaway, it's a turnover, whatever, because all turnovers are reviewed. They already confirmed the play to me. They, who is they going to be? They is not the other referees because he's the head official. They has to be, it's not, it's, it's not a guy in the bills. They is not a guy in the jets. They is somebody in New York. Somebody told the referee, they have already confirmed the play to me. And then you see him holding his ear as they, they are, maybe it's the dude in the black jacket from the Texans playoff game in 20, was it 2019? They are talking to him and he's like, not he's like a little not disgruntled but he you can see that he's like fighting the urge okay fine i'll go get under the hood i'll go look at the screen and he runs over looks under the screen he's under there for 30 seconds 45 seconds to which i was like oh it's confirmed after further review ball hit the ground incomplete pass what is happening like what what in the world is happening it's a freaking clown show and the amount of correction, it was just, it was just amateur hour. Awful for lack of a better way of saying it. It just wasn't great. And then uh, they're asking in the comment section, what happened in the tunnel? Apparently, uh, Deion Dawkins and number 72, I can't remember his name from the jets. The guy that when they had that little go around Dion, Dion, Dion finished the play, <coughs> landed on top of number 72. He didn't like it. Threw Dion off. That's when Dion kind of flopped, and we all thought the penalty was on the Jets player, number 72, and they called it on Dion, which I don't get that because guys clear piles all the time. There, there were Jets players clearing the pile in this game all the time, but Dion does it he gets, because the other player reacted. But those two guys kind of went at each other a little bit in the tunnel on the way out of the game. All right, let's move on. Story of this football game, you know, short and sweet for this game. The Bills, you know, we know are in control of their own destiny. Coming into this game, they're in control. If they want to play in the postseason, we've said it on this show 15 times already today, they've got to win pretty much every game from here on out. They had to have this game. Starting with this game, they had to have it. And there was also a lot of smoke around this football game with the firing, firing of Dorsey. If this offense came out in this game, and put another stinker on the board, looked completely flat, lacked energy, lacked execution, lacked complementary football, lacked any type of making any sense. Bad news. Bad things, man. <clears throat> that seat, that hot seat, that seat that, that Sean McDermott was sitting on that was getting warm, you pretty much are turning the gas all the way up. But thank God Joe Brady called a pretty good game coming off the bench, not having called a, called a game in a couple of years since he was with the uh, Panthers. The offense responded and executed a balanced attack against a team that is very good against the pass, which is important the way that I just said that. They ran the ball well, which helped them throw the ball pretty well against a very good defense. They played, as I said earlier, to the chagrin of some, very complimentary football. 
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real quick in this game, the stats, the the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen was 20 for 32, 275 with three touchdowns and an interception that didn't have to be there. James Cook, 17 carries for uh, 73 yards. Latavius Murray, 10 carries for 35 yards. Josh Allen ran it five times for 15 yards. Ty Johnson, three for 11. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, receiving Khalil Shakir three for one fifteen with a touchdown had the big eighty two yard uh, catch uh, uh, eighty one yard snag for a touchdown. Ty Johnson three for forty seven. Dalton Kincaid six for forty six. James Cook three for twenty nine. And then we finally get to Stephon Diggs four for twenty seven. Deontay Hardy is on the stat sheet probably because he got targeted zero for zero. But in a game where the Buffalo Bills won 32-6, team stats, total yards, Bills 393 to the Jets 155, passing yards 263 for the Bills, rushing yards 130, yards per play uh, 5.5, Bills had 22 first downs, uh, one for one on fourth down efficiency, it says. Um, I don't think that's right, uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, Three punts, one sack allowed. The, uh, The Bills had three or six sacks, actually, on the Jets, the Jets lost two fumbles, and uh, Razul Douglas had two interceptions. Razul had a game. Brother had a game. Now, let's talk real quick about standings. The Denver Broncos are playing the Minnesota Vikings while I'm speaking and while you're listening to me if you're watching me live. The Broncos at four and five, they're not out of it, but they're getting close, right? So last week when there were six teams or seven teams vying for three positions, playoff positions, the, the, the herd has thinned a little bit. So there's seven playoff positions going into the playoffs, seven seeds going into the playoffs. Sorry. The four division winners automatically are in right now. Dolphins, Chiefs, Ravens, Jaguars. Then you've got to look at the teams with like records to the bills and decide or is going to be decided if the Bills don't win the division, which three of them are going to make it into the playoffs to complete the seven. The Bills are at six and five. The Jets are not out of it, but six, four and six are getting close. The Raiders are five and six with a backup quarterback. The Browns are seven and three with a backup quarterback. Best defense in football, but a backup quarterback. The Steelers are six and four, and Mike Tomlin, I've said it a hundred times here and on Twitter, is probably the greatest head coach, NFL head coach of all time, is doing miracles with a garbage football team and a garbage quarterback. But they're six and four. Don't scare me, but they're six and four. The Browns, the Browns could find themselves in the playoffs this year. And then behind the Jaguars, the, the team that's probably the most scary, the most concerning would be the Texans at six and four. C.J. Stroud, who is not only playing like the NFL Rookie of the Year, but maybe the NFL MVP. I, I can't imagine a world where a rookie is the football, the NFL football MVP, but that kid is playing 
as such. And then you've got the Colts at five and five. Again, I believe with a backup quarterback. So it's it's getting tighter. It's getting thicker, right? When you look at who the Bills are playing, as far as for the rest of this season, who's on their schedule, and who they're competing against for that last spot, which right now looks to be the Browns, Steelers, and Texans, or the Jaguars if the Texans overtake the Jaguars. Work to be done. At the end of the day, the Buffalo Bills can't allow... Right, They can't allow it to get away from them. They can't be in a situation where they don't win out and they find themselves on the wrong side of this thing. So that's where we are from a standing standpoint. And again, we're going to talk about this pretty much every week going forward until we know if the Bills have secured a playoff seed. <clears throat> Due to awards. Working right through my notes in the show. It's like everything's back to normal. I'm back in my studio. I'm not traveling. It's evening time after Bill's victory. I've got a little glass of bourbon. It's fantastic. Go Bills. Victory Monday's upon us. So on this show, a lot of people do thumbs up, thumbs down, arrow up, arrow down. We do the dude awards, which basically means when a guy has played well, we go, dude, great job. And if a guy is not playing well, we go, dude, bro, we got to talk. It's not good. Haven't done them in a while because there really hasn't been much to talk about. And frankly, it was me. Uh, what's the word? Striking against uh, just basically boycotting the dude awards because I was pissed the last couple of weeks. And that's what it comes down to. Like, I didn't want to talk about who's playing good. Because I didn't feel like nobody on the team outside of the defense was playing good. And I didn't want to every week go, defense good dude, offense bad dude, or special teams bad dude. Which, by the way, we probably need to have start having some serious conversations around the special teams and the way that they're playing because they are not playing well, the special teams unit, at all. Razul Douglas, first dude award. Ending the Buffalo Bills' six-game interception drought with two picks. And the first pick that he had was a contested pick. He took the ball away. Uh, It was freaking fantastic. But not only did he have two interceptions, he had a fumble recovery. He had a couple key pass breakups. Uh, Razul Douglas had himself a game and basically made whatever Brandon Bean sent to uh, the Packers for him completely worth it. Uh, Not only do we have him this year, we've got him next year. And he's a guy that you want to see probably hang around for a while. Razul Douglas came to play in this football game. You can tell that he fits well in the system. He's probably going to fit well, continue to fit well in the system. Uh, but yeah, Razul Douglas played well. James Cook, I felt, uh, got one of my due awards. He has played since that fumble where they sat him down because they made him take the blame for, I guess, all of the team's bad play. Since that fumble last week, James Cook has been playing lights out. He has just been a man on fire. Josh Allen gets a due award for me today. Kind of a bounce back due to ward. The defensive line. Leonard Floyd is a man that plays with his hair. I, my, I, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to see Leonard Floyd, Vaughn Miller, Ed Oliver, and Daquan Jones lining up together on this defensive front. Like a, a healthy Vaughn Miller, right? Leonard Floyd, a healthy Daquan Jones, and Ed Oliver. Give me that seven times a week like that's what i want to see every but we're not going to get it maybe not this year so hopefully next year we'll get it i think leonard floyd though is on a one-year contract we'll see if he decides that he wants to come back to buffalo but the defensive line for me all of those dudes get a dude award and then honorable mention khalil shakir with the 81 yard i think it's 81 yard touchdown longest touchdown in the 2023 season in the entire nfl um, as you all know, I am a guy who wanted to see Khalil Shakir prove himself uh, before we just were gifting him roster spots. And uh, this young man has stepped up in a great way. Uh, he's played very, very good football this year um, in a situation where, you know, other guys aren't. And we'll talk about that in a second. My first down dude award. Dude, we got to talk, bro. We got to we gotta step aside here and talk. First one goes to Tyler Bass. I'm sorry. I know he missed one PAT. I know we, we won what by uh, 26 points the reality is is kickers can't miss point after attempts you just can't do it so tyler bass is going to get my first down dude award my second down dude award is going to go to gabe davis who i think we're i'm going to rename him ghost davis where has where does this guy go for entire football games there was a time that i believe that maybe they just he wasn't in the route right he wasn't the guy that the ball was supposed to go to Bro, bro didn't even have a target in this football game. Like in the last three games, I think he's got two catches. Gabe Davis has to be better if this offense is going to work. Otherwise, get him off the football field. Let 
Trent Sherfield or somebody like that that has a similar stature to him take those number two reps? Can can Trent get open? I don't know. Clearly, Gabe can't. He's not in a position where Josh can see him or find him. Ghost Davis is where I'm going with this right now. And then my last down dude award goes to the refs, who we already kind of have decided were absolute garbage in this football game. After this football game, I posted on the Overreaction Buffalo Twitter handle, which if you are not following, you should run right now and follow the Overreaction Buffalo Twitter handle. I said, uh, Joe Brady, victorious in his first game as the interim OC. How's that win got you feeling, Bills Mafia? Reading your tweets live on the Overreaction Show tonight at 10 p.m. First one comes from Payton. My guy Payton at Payton. It's much more than a hunch that this group must somehow form a family, and they've all become the Brady Bunch. And he's got the Brady Bunch squares with all the guys in there. (laughs) Freaking fantastic. Richard Rush, my guy Richard. Richard R. Rush, too. The Bills looked a lot better. uh, Looked like a lot better team with Joe Brady calling plays. Time will tell. That's absolutely true. Time will only tell. Pamela, my girl at Pamadonna, who's in the chat. Uh, Me again. Hi. I think that's a Taylor Swift. Hi, it's me. I'm the never, no, never mind. Different thing. Sorry, my bad. This win couldn't have come at a more perfect time. They've uh, they've been crap. She says their confidence is low. They needed a big win to remind them of who they are going into the next several weeks of really tough uh, tough teams. I like that they are getting their second wind at this point. If there is a time to come together, if there's a time to play your best football, Pamela, you are right. Tis now. So that is very good. Jonathan Dates at JNS Dates. I know it's only one game, but it felt so much easier uh, on offense this game. It seems like the game plan focused on exploiting the Jets' weaknesses instead of trying to become something they aren't. As a result, Josh was able to trust the plan instead of forcing things. I like that. That's a great take, Jonathan. Thank you for being a part of the show. Karen at uh, Karen Free Josh Allen at Go Savers Bills. Hashtag Wildest Dreams land back on. Not yet. We're going we're gonna to press pause on that, Karen, for maybe next week. The Buffalo Bills come out and beat the Eagles next week. Wildest Dreamsland is back on. Looked like, she says, continues, looked like they were back to having fun out there. Of course, Big Dubs helps with that. Keep it rolling into next Sunday. TDs aplenty will be needed to win because field goals will just not cut it. Well, good news is, is that Eagles defense, though tough, is not quite the Jets defense. However, the Eagles offense is way better than the Jets offense. But, you know, 32 points we put up. Might need 42 next week, but we'll see. We'll see. Our defense is pretty good, too. C-Dub, hashtag Bills Mafia, at Chriswell73. Awesome game against uh, the dumb Jets, but injuries are getting scary. Probably won't be able to beat the Eagles, but hopefully these Bills can heal up during the bye week and then smack the freaking Chiefs in their stupid faces. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Love it. Uh, Pamela, back for more. Phew, 10 p.m., she says. They got their mojo back. Let's hope it stays. Pamela, like, double-dipped in this. Uh, They got their mojo back. Let's hope it stays. They're going to need it. Go Bills. Go Bills, Pamela. NBA Hoops Online at NBA Boards. I like the play calling, but I'm not on the OC is the issue train. I would tell you, bro, or girl, I don't know if this is a guy or girl. I apologize for assuming that. Uh, the OC is not the only issue. The The offense in general, Josh Allen was part of the problem. The players were part of the problem. The game plan was part of the problem. There was a lot going on there. And he uh, goes on to say the issues have been mistakes on all sides of the ball. It's true. The Jets TD drive is an example. Put the bills under pressure and they make mistakes. I'm not sure that's exactly what happened there. There were some penalties. Obviously, special teams, you know, gave up that uh, that that uh, fake fake punt situation. But it is what it is. I Mike 23. I Mike 2333. Keep that running game going. That balance of running and throwing will op- uh, open up space for easier gains on the field. Go Bills, he says, and then squirrel. I don't know why he said squirrel, but he did. Maybe he's making fun of me. Maybe not. I don't know. Mike Graham. All right, Mike. 13. Finally, complimentary football. Offense looked like they got some energy back against a very good Jets defense. Feeling a little more confident in this team. Still a lot of work to do. So true. My guy, Jason, who I got to see all the way from Scotland. Scottish Bills Mafia, Jason. At Jason Scott Bills. It was good, but not as good as as the wings at Adolph's. It's true. He, uh, he got together on Saturday at Adolph's down in the first ward and uh good wings really really good wings i was surprised go bills he says absolutely xavier stutz at xcs 713 great win and he's got gabe davis on the back of a milk carton well done papa ron at ronnie Eastam. i'm scared to say but couldn't this be the beginning of turning the season completely around 
It could be, Ronnie. You might be on something. Okay, at NPinto22, just what the doctor prescribed. Indeed. 207 Bills fan at Reed underscore Levine. Are the boys back? At least, a ve- or at, at the very least, a step in the right direction. A great team win. On to the next. Love it. Tim Asenfelter, I, or Ashenfelter, my bad. Uh, at IL Bills fan, Illinois Bills fan. Good impression by Brady. Balanced O. Special teams beside the forced fumble. Still an issue. We just talked about that. Wrong guy got fired. Too soon, maybe. Go home injury bug. Prayers for the guys to get healthy. Keep believing. Philly can be beat. Go Bills. Well, Philly can be beat. They got beat by... Did they get beat by the Jets or did the Cleveland Browns beat the Jets? One of the two teams beat the... I can't remember. I'm sure in the comment section it'll show up. Uh, my girl Pamela coming in with a super chat late. Pamela says, uh, Joe, keep those play calls going next week. You rocked it tonight. <laughs> well, I, oh, Joe Brady. I'm guessing she's talking to Joe Brady, not Joe. Oh, you're making fun of that. So she took a picture of Joe Brady and put it in one of the chats that we're in, the 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 the, the DM chat groups that we're in. And she said, is this Joe Miller? <laughs> it took me a minute, but I got you, Pamela. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Appreciate you, as you know. Bills Media 716, at Bills Media 716, Rezul Douglas. Love it. Autumn, uh, at Autumn RE underscore sports. This is how I feel. It was a great team win. She got the gift of the Bills all dancing in the red jerseys. I get down with that a little bit. James Alexander Perks at Mr. J Perks 6789. Much better execution this week on offense. Lots of variance with the receiver targets. Defense was excellent as well with a lot of sacks and takeaways. Josh, like he was having, looked like he was having fun out there again. Kincaid and Shakir look like better options in the passing game than Gabe Davis. Go Bills. You said it, James, not me. Me at M, uh, M No Stuff. Or M knows truth one. Sorry, one game question mark. Just wait until there's some film on this offense. You'll be calling for his firing by the season's end. Uh, I don't know who this guy is, but I don't think we're going to be calling for an interim offensive coordinator's firing. <laughs> we're probably just going to let the season play out there, uh, me. The Texas Punisher at Punisher Texas. Hot too soon. Just got to be, or just going to make the playoffs and get after it. Then he's got uh, Chris Farley doing the. Uh, Chippendale's shirtless stripper dance with the Super Bowl dance under it. Funny stuff. David B. Bell at David B. Bell 1. We look like a normal functional offense. Now let's see what we look like next week. David, we will see. Tyler Wilson at LeBounty Barber 1. A great win. The whole team had a swagger about them. The opening kickoff was great. a great tone setter. Unlike the last few weeks, we finally won the time of possession and turnover battle and a great trade for RD31, Razul Douglas. Definitely showed out today. Keep it up going for the rest of the season. Go Bills. Go Bills indeed. Dave at Chase's Dad 0729. Feeling good, but remaining with uh, remain with cautious optimism. Or remaining with cautious optimism. Next week is a big week. For now, we are 1-0. Oh, 100%. Grim, uh, Grim BW at Grim VW. Loving the progress. Need to keep the momentum. Super tough road to the playoffs. It is indeed. We're going to be here together. We're all in this together, Grim. We are all in this together. Leon B at L Antonio 84. Love the juice. The entire team played with today. Looking forward to the same energy next week against the Bengals. He's got the uh, the Ted Lasso gift that says uh, smells like potential. And it does indeed. Mrs. Uh, KCB at Ophelia AFL or o- Ophelia FL, Ophelia, Florida. Glad for the win, but there's still a tough road to hoe, she says. Adam has a little gift of a dude dancing, skinny guy dancing. I think that's Norman Reedus. In that gift, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Michael Trinanoff, Trifanoff, sorry, butchering the name at Trip the Trip the Man. Happy for him, but pissed at McDermott for wasting lar- a large portion of the year. Well, you know, eh, I get it. I get it. Uh, Cameo Chicharis. Hey, it's Camo. Cut down the rope. Let's see the next. Let's see what holds next. <laughs> let's see what next holds for us. <laughs> Jim DeMarco at James James M. DeMarco. Ask us after next week's game. So he doesn't want to know about this week how we're feeling. He wants me to ask him next week. Well, you will be asked next week, win or loss, how you're feeling, Jim. So I expect to see you back here. Juice at Juice underscore Tastic. Uh, he's got uh, Will Farrell from uh, old school. We're going streaking. So, yeah, apparently he's really excited. Michael Mix at Adirondack Mike 7. Finally, they woke up. They should have fired Dorsey after the Bengals playoff loss last season. Uh, You might be onto something. David Meadows at TFN Comic Book. He's got the woo gif from uh, wrestling. That's uh, not too bad. What do we got here? I think I've only got a couple more for you. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Brandon 6 and 5 at BK Nickley. 
uh, he's got a dude running through a wall. <laughs> Doesn't take much more than that, ladies and gentlemen. A dude running through a wall is how a whole lot of folks feel after that football game. Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure to hang out with you this post-game Victory Sunday, soon to be Victory Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, until next Sunday here on the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of this year's show. This show is brought to you by the Market Dominator team. John Spaschek is the leader of that team. Please, if you were in the market for a uh, new home or to sell or buy or whatever, and you, you want to call the right guy, you want to call the right team, call John, 716-570-3298. And uh, we are, as always, right here on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast network it's so good to have all of you with me appreciate you guys i'm getting you out just under an hour not too bad but yes good times are here again enjoy this win enjoy this week walk around with a smile on your face and to everybody that can hear my voice happy thanksgiving no beyond a shadow of a doubt i'm thankful for you appreciate you guys go bills 